Hello, you're joined by the Commerce Nerds. It's three nerds talking about everything commerce. I'm your host, Tim, joined by Lucas and Clayton. Hello, everyone. It's me, Lucas, and it's great to be here. I am really looking forward to talking about everything commerce. Hi, everyone. Clayton here, and today's topic will be about scams. I affect the everyday consumer and what role we can play in fighting them. Yeah, so scams are a really big um, topic around the world. I have some data up here from the... US government, Australian uh, government, and just some other news sources. And it's saying here that, um, this is all for in 2021, that the US has lost $5.8 billion to fraud. Uh, the UK has lost £2.3 billion to fraud. And this year so far, which is just over half the year, I would say, Australia has lost $336 million, so... I would expect Holy that to go cow. up as the year goes on. So much but money combined. It is a lot of money. It's, I would, yeah, that's probably over $10 billion combined, just a guess. Yeah, close to. Yeah, it's a lot of money, Um, which really goes to show that anyone can be scammed. And I think, and we'll talk to you about, more about this later, but I think part of the problem with scams is that there's such a wide variety of scams. You know, you have everything from the Indian tech support scammer wanting to get remote access into your PC to the mm. you've run a free cruise trip to uh, Amazon package deliveries. There's so yeah. much in there. Yeah, and they're yeah. so destructive as well. Like, even when you when you look back on them, um, especially looking at the, some of the ones that are targeted at the uh, older audience sometimes think how the heck can anybody fall for this yeah i think yeah. that's a very good point and that um you might think oh gee this is like so obvious but i think we've we've probably all seen in the news those reports of oh i never fell for a scam but this one got me and we can all just yeah. sit there and laugh and going oh, <laughs> oh they weren't thinking oh silly them look at the mistake they yeah. have made how'd they mess that one up uh, but really, anyone is susceptible to a scam. Like, you can be on the lookout, but there's always going to be one time where there's a bit of a slip-up or something happens, and you're always vulnerable. I think that is a key point. Yeah. Yeah. As, as Lucas said earlier, uh, some most of these scams uh, affect the older generation. I think the problem mm. is uh, they were too, tr too trusting about, for everyone. No matter what, they trust them almost instantly because they grew up where you could leave the front door of your house open, nothing really bad would happen. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In this day and age, it's mm. like a bit more difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, our, our generation and a bit older understand that you can't just trust everyone at face value, just instantly can trust them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think really that's a ashamed. really good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, that's something that has very much changed within the last, like, forty ish or so years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a very postmoderny type of thing where, like, now we're sort of at the point where we can't trust anyone. Bit of a concern. Yeah, yeah. So later on, we will actually talk about some of the ways that we can help educate, uh, like uh, mm. not just older people, but really anyone. Uh, because education, 
against scams is probably your best weapon against it because then you can be on the lookout for, you know, like what may be happening scam is underway and how you can get out of that. Um yeah. I'll just have a statistic here. These are the top ten scams at least in um a biggest one was fishing, uh with thirty eight thousand reports. This is just so far oh, this year. Then false billing. Oh, so I should probably just say, for anyone that doesn't know what phishing is, it's like um, when you give your details away. So if you get, mm. say, an email, I'll use this example, you get an email and it says log into your bank and you just type your bank details in, not realising that it's just giving your details to someone else. Phishing is sort of like phishing for your details. Yeah. Um, next one is false billing. Followed by online shopping scams, identity theft is quite large at uh, 8.5 yeah. thousand reports. Oh my. Remote access five. scams. Uh, has Remote access scams has thankfully gone down a fair bit. It's now only, at least in Australia, has only been reported to be 7,000, uh, 7,693 cases which have been reported so far. It is a lot, but I think it is good that, like, some of these ones, such as remote access scams, have been going down um, over the years. I don't mean, we could go into a whole thing. I know Clayton knows a lot about the, um, is it Sector 5 in India, Clayton? Yeah, Sector 5. Yeah. Uh, where the Genesis building is. So oh, we love the Genesis building. Yeah. So the Genesis building is basically where it's like a hotbed for scammers. There's a lot of businesses where they'll just do like commercial trading, office job stuff. As soon as like it hits night time, them like two o'clock in the afternoon in America or somewhere in Australia or the UK, they turn to a scamming business where they just scam as many people as possible, try and take as much money out of their bank account. As Tim mentioned earlier is the remote access one remote access scam so they mm. would uh, ask you to download something like any desk a team viewer or something like that so that they can access your computer then they say oh we're going to refund you a certain amount and they supposedly overcharge you they ask you to send money through the mail through packaging because you can't do it directly through a bank account because the bank will reject it mm. yeah so I think that's that can be one of our first tips in how to avoid a scam, which is that if a scammer or if if like anyone on the phone, you don't know if it's a scam at that point. If they are asking you to download or install a piece of software on your computer, be extremely wary of that because that could either mm. be a virus, malware, like a remote access software. That could be a lot of other things. Also, if someone, yeah, we can talk about that if we would like to. The flu bot scam. <laughs> I reckon Lucas can talk about that one. Yeah, flu bot scam. Um, so basically, I just uh, picked up myself the A Triple C's little black book of scams. So the A Triple C for the Australians out there. It's the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. Um, you can pick up this book at um. You can pick it up at your local bank, which is where I found it, or you can go to www.accc.gov.au slash little black book of scams, and you should be able yeah. to find it there. And other countries have similar ones, like the um, Federal Trade Commission in America has one. I'm sure there's mm. other ones around the world with other government agencies. Yeah. So um, we're going through flu bot scams, correct? 
That's that's correct. Yep. All right. So I've just pulled up uh, ScamWatch here to uh, help me out find some of the proper statistics for the Flubot scam. Uh, and basically, since August of 2021, so it hasn't been too long, uh, many of the Australians have been receiving scam text messages about missed calls, voicemails, deliveries, or photo uploads. So these basically do come from uh, text messages, and they're usually quite long and suspicious numbers. Uh, and I know I've gotten them quite a few times saying that I owe maybe $69.95 to a bank. Um, and that's kind of when you first see $69.95. That's a bit dodgy-ish, eh? Um, so, yeah, basically. Uh, the flu bot itself is a malicious malware um, that sends text messages to both Androids and iPhones. So if you're on an Android or an iPhone, it doesn't really mean that you're protected in either way. Um, there are a large number of different types of flu bot text messages and scammers are updating them all of the time. So um, it's you're never really able to get the same text message multiple times because those scammers are on top of everything all the time. Yeah, and I think um, like how the flu bot works is um, normally the flu bot list will then you it'll have like a link and you'll tap on that link and then it'll try and install mm. some sort of malware or virus onto your phone. There's similar ones that involve text messages with like phishing links and other ones. I've actually just gotten yeah. one just before we started recording. It was pretending <laughs> to be a bank and it says, an electronic transfer has been scheduled. Go over to, I'm not going to say the URL because do not go there, to cancel if necessary. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to click on the URL, but I'd probably be willing to bet that's a phishing link and it's going to then try and steal your uh, bank identity. So yeah, that... I think that's another important tip, which is that if you have unknown links in emails, text messages, just online really, anywhere, you can't, don't just go clicking on any random link. Check the yeah. domain, which is the part after the www. So it'll be HTTPS for colon slash slash dot. Check what that says there. So does that say PayPal? Or does that say definitely not a scam dot PayPal or yeah. something? So, and yeah. I guess basically, sorry, Tim, uh, the oh, ACCC has given you a, um, a little bit for if you have accidentally uh, downloaded the Flubot malware, you've got to act immediately. If you've already clicked on the link to download the application, your passwords are at risk from hackers. So yeah. basically just whatever you do, don't enter any passwords or log into any accounts until you have cleaned your device. Uh, if you need to check your online banking, use a different device. Um, second, you clean your device using the steps um, that ACCC or ScamWatch have um, provided, uh, and that will help you remove the malicious software. Uh, change your passwords as well and secure your information. That will really help so that they can't do it again. And contact your bank and ensure that your accounts are secure. Yeah, so yeah, I think an important one, and that this can go for things other than scams, which is that if you think you've been hacked, if you've been scammed, change your passwords immediately. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think we, we yeah, there's been a lot of money that has been lost in these scams. I think we could all agree with that, that it has been mm. a lot of money. Like the, um... The FTC, which is from the United States government, uh, has said that in 70% increase over 2020. 
Um, and that's including COVID. So obviously during COVID, things like um, online shopping scams uh, just took off um, with that type of scam, as well as um, identity thefts became quite um, big during COVID, which luckily we're now coming out of. Uh, but just because we're coming out of COVID doesn't mean that the scams suddenly stop, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah. just linking back to what we said before about the age limits, um, Scamwatch shows just a little scam statistics. Um, and the number of reports um, uh, go all the way from zero to 60K. And people under 16 are closer to zero, whereas people over 65 are all uh, just over uh, 4K. So probably four and a half thousand uh, reports coming from people over 65 years of age probably because either younger people though don't want to report it because they feel embarrassed that they've fell on, uh, fallen for it or they just haven't yeah, been targeted. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good point, which is that um, like if you have a government agency that is uh, focused on scams, which most governments do nowadays, uh, don't yeah. feel embarrassed to report it. Reporting it doesn't mean that you can just magically get what you lost back, um, but yeah. they may be able to help you out with getting back on your feet, and it'll be able to give everyone else that's working to combat scams a bit of a bigger picture of, okay, this is how much is being lost, this is what we can do to help it. Um, yeah, so I was also just looking here, and uh, and I've had a look at a few reports, and it's pretty much a 50-50 split between male and female for being scammed. So your gender mm. doesn't really matter if you're going to get scammed. We're all mm. human, and we will all get scammed, really. Um, no. I think, do we maybe want to wrap it up there? Uh, yeah, that seems right. Yeah. All right. So, let's just go over the uh, main things I think we've said. I've been keeping... I've been trying to keep a bit of a, a list. I got distracted yeah. at a few points, so... Oh, well. So, yeah. Um, first thing is, be wary of links that pop up anywhere, whether that be, um, like, in text messages, on emails, on websites. Just be wary of those links um, because yeah. they may appear to be PayPal, but once you click on it, it might completely not be and it might be a phishing link or it might try and download a virus um yeah so don't trust those links because i've made a few different um websites and it's very easy to make a link look like something else to what it actually is um mm. next one is this is if you've been scared or even if you've been hacked or something change your password immediately but from yeah. a different device, I'd probably say, because you don't want to enter all those passwords into the device that's been scammed or hacked. Yes. Um, your gender doesn't matter. Males mm. are just as likely to be scammed as females and just as likely to fall for them. And also, yeah. um, if your government has an agency or a division that is focused on scams, like um, Scamwatch, for example, in Australia... Um, contact them, report your losses, report your scam. Um, they may or may not be able to give you help, but if they can't, at the very least, they will be able to um, then provide you with some resources and it'll actually also give them and everyone else looking at the data a more holistic picture 
of um, like the scams and how much has been lost. Did I miss any points? Uh, I don't think so. Clayton, do you want to add anything? No. Uh, okay. Just make sure, just be careful there, obviously. Uh, also, just make check with everyone. Just know that they have information on what to do and what a scam is. Yeah. And make sure that no one falls for it because we want to really reduce numbers if we can. Mm, yeah. If you're wary of someone on the phone, the best thing to do is click the hang up button and then check with like your loved one or something or someone else before yeah. then trying to call them back. If they contact you, just keep hanging up. And if they try and really keep contacting you again and again, that's when you can block them. So I think mm -hmm. that'll uh, leave us there. It's uh, been great to have some company. Uh, we are yep. definitely nerds. And uh, if anyone listens to this, well, maybe you're a nerd as well, which is always a good thing. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks, thanks for having, thanks for tuning in to us and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah.